everybody. I'm Jimmy Deep. I'm Brad Churchwell. And I'm Farhan Galani. But uh, the story, I can't tell you that one, so I have to think well, of another one. You know, the more you <laughs> say, no, really, the more guys, it's like, yes, I cannot. you should def- Okay. <laughs> so back in the day, I've never told this, especially on a podcast. This is not going to, like, nah, we have no audience. There's a couple hundred thousand listeners on average, okay. so it's, it's not much. <laughs> You're never going to have me back in the office. Okay. So back in the day, I did in-home presentations for Cutco, right? Mm -hmm. So I would call people up. They were referred and I would go and they would have me over. Are you already recording? For real. You sure are. I sure am. Yeah. That's that's Jimmy's little trick. uh, It's just don't even say anything. The start of every podcast uh, within the first two minutes is... So are we are we started now? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. Jimmy, that is really really. I got gotcha. you again. So do I get to open up here that the the boys have given me cognac and Hennessy? Oh, Hennessy, whatever that. Oh, yeah, oh, and it's um, one forty-five p.m. Ah, cheers. Yeah. cheers, which is everybody. cognac. Cheers to you guys. Well, it's wonderful to see you. For sure. Well, thanks for coming in. Yeah, you want to talk about acne? Yeah, let's talk about where acne. I grew up. Acne so or acne? Not, acne? not to be confused right? with acne. acne, like the Roadrunner. Oh, was ac- our it's neighbor. north. Yeah, yeah. North of. It's about an hour away. Calgary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small town, five hundred people. Grew up there, and then moved to the big city when I was eighteen to go to university to take marketing. Yeah. U of C. Yeah, to yeah marketing at U of C. Nice. Yeah, and then uh, got started with Cutco. In that first year of university. So you've been with Cutco since? Yeah. Like, Holy. Yeah. That means 20, 10 years? 20, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'll drink to that. Um, yeah, awesome. yeah. I started when I was four. <laughs> they gave me a bag of knives and said, good luck to you, and I made it work. <laughs> so straight out of university. That's... Yeah. How did you how did you land on that after university? You know what? Actually, it was first year university. I was looking for a part time summer job. Yeah, I already had a full time job at university in in admissions, and um, you know, I just saw a poster. They they actually do a lot of recruiting of university students for this because it's like it's learning to run your own business, right? Right. Kind of kind of like college pro painters, but knives. And um, I just went in for the interview. And I didn't know for sure what it was. And it turns out it was these knives and they uh, hired me. And um, I think they actually hire a lot of, like most people, I I don't know. They hired me. (laughs) And uh, I went and told my parents. I actually went to my friend and I said, hey, I got hired for this knife thing. He's like, oh, that's a scam. <laughs> it's a, I'm, not, I'm going to be honest. It, totally it sounds, sounds like, like a scam. It. Absolutely. <laughs> but it isn't. Uh, they've been around since 49 and, you know, came to Canada in 93. They hire a lot of university students and, and adults as well. Like people, not that university students aren't adults, but you know what I mean. But yeah, it, it uh, I kind of, my parents were like, you're going to sell knives for us? Like it was really, they were not. Skeptical. They were skeptical. They were not happy about that. But I tend to do my own thing. Like when I wanted to backpack across Europe, I just went and did it. You know, like I just, there's things that I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to try this thing. And it was only part time. I was only going to do it for a summer and just see all, like the the whole, and what's relevant to actually real estate is, is um, we weren't allowed to sell Cutco in any other way other than calling our friends and family, kind of our inner circle. There was no social media at the time either. Mm-hmm. There was no online lead generation. We weren't allowed to cold call, door knock, anything like that. I've told this story in the industry before. Mm-hmm. 
but really they taught us how to ask for referrals. And so that was my normal. That's the only thing I knew to do. So the job was actually, you were sort of told to make a practice list, like a list of your sphere and talk to them and see if you could go sit down at the kitchen table with Mr. and Mrs. Jones, friends of your friends, friends of your family, whatever, sit down with them, show them the knives, ask for referrals, you know, do a great presentation, educate them. And that's, I was just going to do that for a summer and uh, get put it on my resume. That was kind of, and I wanted to get some people skills and like just resume, soft skills, hard skills. And that was going to be it. And I was going to quit. <laughs> and then 27 yeah. years later, here I am. So, but, um, the president of Cutco. No. So what made, <laughs> yeah. what made you stay past like yeah. the two months? Because you already had yeah. it in your mind. I'm only doing I'm this for, do I'm only going to do this for yeah. two months so I can put it on my resume. For sure. Was it success and money where you're like, oh, hell yeah, I want to do this because I just banked some bank over the holiday, over the summer, so I want to continue on? You know what, money, it's interesting. It's always been a byproduct thing for me. It's nice to be where I'm at financially. But even that first summer, I started selling Cutco despite myself. I actually was a terrible salesperson. I had a manual. I kind of followed it. I kind of didn't. I kind of asked for referrals the way they taught me to, but kind of not as well. And I, I've shared that story before. And finally, I figured out like, oh, mm. maybe I should actually follow the thing that they tell us to do. And that that helped me actually mm. do well. But I started selling Cutco because it was really like people started buying it basically despite me. I mean, I was having some fun in the presentation. and was kind of enjoying seeing my family and friends and getting referrals. Um, and then... Somewhere that summer, I just realized I really enjoyed the people part of it. Even starting, like where most cuckoo reps fall off is when they have to call the referrals that they actually mm. don't know, but they've been warmly referred to, right? You're never mm. cold calling, but you're <clears throat> calling the referrals and most people drop off right there. Um, but I made it through that hurdle and I actually just really started to see that I, I was like, I actually really like the relationship building, right. like meeting these people. Instead of going to the same office every day, seeing the same people. And so it surprised me completely. By the end of that summer, I had already decided to um, quit the full-time job at admissions at UFC. I had, they, they had asked me to stay um, the next summer and the next sure. summer and the next. It was all lined up for me, like the, the path most maybe would have traveled. Mm -hmm. And by the end of that first summer with... I just was like, I'm going to quit this and I'm going to do this knife thing uh, <laughs> it, it, through school and like part-time through school. And then I did it full-time this the next summer. And um, so, yes, it surprised me that I, I was starting to sell Cutco because it was a good product, but I really liked the people right. side. And mm -hmm. I, liked, I liked, there was something about it that I enjoyed. It's interesting. Yeah. So They, I, they are awesome knives. Thank well, you. Well, they are pretty good. Sure. I do it's say so to, myself. It's good to be able to back a good product. Yeah. It is. Yeah. A brand name. I think that was part of Quality. it. Quality. For sure. I could never yeah. have done. And actually, people tell me you could sell anything. And I actually, no, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like, yeah. it has to be a caliber of something that I completely 100% believe mm -hmm. in. And then I can throw my whole weight behind it. Like, I was actually in a presentation with a builder a couple days ago, a few days ago. And the owner of this company, they're an amazing builder, a uh, local builder. And she's like, wow, you are so passionate about knives. I'm like, I, I, oh, my God, I do have a life. I swear to God, I I don't dream about knives. But I'm actually quite 
<laughs> I'm quite mm-hmm. passionate about the product I get to mm-hmm. represent. Yeah. So doing this for so long yeah. and you're like the queen of referrals. I'm going <laughs> to use that title there because <laughs> this leads me to my question. And it's, mm. and it's a, um, it's an open question. Sure. Because have you ever experienced any negativity on the amount of times you follow up with people? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that in the best way. Not typically. But you're very persistent. Oh, which is, good to know. you know, I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear a story of like, you know, there was this one time this person was just not having it. And oh, let's see. he told me to. <laughs> She's like, well, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm sure there's a bit, there's been so much rejection over the years, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's funny. I think for the most part, if somebody had a problem with it, I bet you they just don't tell me. They just don't return the call. <laughs> but I think... I think where I love to land, and I know, you know what, I mean, for you, Jimmy, like, I mean, brokers that run offices that I want to get into and speak to their team and bring value, I will especially try to, like, love on, bring, like, coffee, bring cookies, send a knife out of the blue. I I, I do stuff like that because, A, I just, I think giving gifts and loving on people is just a beautiful way to kind of sure. just connect. but. You know, it's it's you guys that I'm probably so, you know, we're expanding out east right now. And I just sent like a couple bomb bomb videos to brokers out there that mm-hmm. sent a gift and just just to try to, you know, share a little bit of who I am, what I want to do and how I want to spread the message of what we do in our gifting program and, you know, how to get referrals, like all this value stuff that I can bring to offices. So I'm sure there's definitely been people that like, wow, she is persistent. But mostly I do get it as a positive, like, wow, I wish our realtors were more like you. <laughs> like, I wish they would just, and I, it's kind of, I think about it as Ellen DeGeneres trying to get on the cover of Oprah magazine. Yeah, like she was yeah, super yeah, persistent yeah. with Oprah yeah. until Oprah said yes, but hopefully I'm doing it. Like, I hope that I'm doing it in such a way that is a positive thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. I'm sure, you know, it's a fine line. It's a fine line you have to walk in any business, uh, I think, or, you know, is, is, you know, to be positively persistent versus a hassle. Well, sales driven, for sure. Yeah. And especially like, I'm pretty convicted in the value that I can bring. And I do feel I'm like, you know what, if given the opportunity, I'm going to bring some, like whether it's talking about repeat referral business or gifts or whatever you want me to do. You know, so I kind of believe in myself and what we do enough that I'll kind of persist. But I also really try to be respectful of people. And I like even um, it's busy right now in the market. Mm-hmm. So even when I'm following up with somebody, I'm just very conscious of like, you must be swamped, you yeah. know. So, you know, if you went no rush, just call me back when you have a chance. It's, you know, I don't know. I try. I try. You certainly but, have a, uh, a way, a non-confrontational way of following up following up oh, with thanks. people and i think that's the that's tough I, like like you said i think if a lot of real estate agents would actually continue that um consistency yeah you'll see that business you'll see that business grow right. but um right a lot of people actually don't do they i mean well yeah um, i mean I, I think that you have a high barrier tolerance so what i mean by that is 
like at some point you you know there's a no is a no oh, for but sure. yeah i think that in sales in general and a lot of agents from like a real estate perspective they'll they'll maybe stop pushing at a barrier where they don't need to stop pushing if they could push through and yeah. you know in a in a way that's thoughtful yeah. um you you you'll get that success um so i don't know how else to explain it but yeah i'm with you on it's interesting like if somebody says hey no or like i am deeply respectful of a no sure i will deflate like a helium <clears throat> balloon or like not a, no not like a balloon a helium yeah. balloon doesn't deflate. <laughs> yeah. anyway i will deflate and just back <laughs> off i'm so good at like honoring mm -hmm. boundaries but if somebody hasn't it's kind of part of sales i think and sometimes i think realtors you know just that artfulness and thoughtfulness of and again i'm not perfect at it but i think just you know if if there's an opening, mm -hmm. you know, you can do follow-up and consistent follow-up and thoughtful. If you, The one thing I try to ask myself, I'm better at this now than I was even 10 years ago, is when I'm following up with anybody, whether it's an office manager or a client or somebody that's given me their card, like anybody that's kind of, you know, I'm very much like, how can I serve? How can I bring value? How can I love on this person? How can I bring value it is my guiding question and so with that it's a lot easier for me to pick up the phone and call somebody because i'm like how can i serve and if they say hey we don't need your serve <laughs> we don't want you to serve us yeah. good stuff mm -hmm. then i'll just move on next you know to somebody that you know it is kind of this fine art and sales and and in business of serving people that want to be served uh, you know, there is a distinction there of, you know, if somebody doesn't want to be served, sure. move, move on, right? But Yeah, I think maybe more what I was trying to say is that you'll see that there's still the door still open yeah. and you'll find a way to get through yeah. where a door that's kind of looks like it's maybe closing right. that will that'll stop a lot of a lot of people in right. sales that aren't getting to that next right. level. It's true. It's I'll tell you guys a story um, real quick is one manager he uh you know it it's funny just trying like you said it's sometimes you got to get creative with and that's i gifting and giving or just finding ways like sometimes i'll even find a referral a really strong person that can refer me to this person that i'd love to get you know to meet their team and bring value to this particular office before i you know i always want to try to get the referral so there's always if the door is kind of open Mm -hmm. um yeah i try to get creative and <laughs> juggle knives yeah. juggle knives you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. mission impossible you know come down with the rope from the no uh, i've never seen that <laughs> you've never mission impossible into our office but i'd like to see that one time other than gingerbread cookies i should yeah. ginger cookies are my version <laughs> maybe i'm in the do 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 when you bring in the cookies so yeah. um yeah so I think I think that whole skill set, I think I think it's you got to be born with with a part of that to be able to build on. You know what I mean? It's a little bit inherent, inherited, inherent in your personality versus something that like you can learn outright. I mean, certainly it is something that you can learn. I think over time, if you really put your mind to it. But I think people who succeed at it is probably because it's inherently built into the yeah, somewhat natural to be able to like channel that yeah, yeah. exactly Maybe. so like going back to acme 
Is there... There was something in the water. Is there sure. something? Is there... <laughs> like, how was your childhood? Like, does it... Was there... Was, was was that, like, entrepreneurship? Was that... Mm. Um, was that personality always been there, you feel? Is there, like, yeah, throughout, throughout yeah. your life? In yeah. early childhood that you can, like, say, hey, yeah, I could... This is kind of what, I, what I've been doing. And have a lemonade stand when you were... <laughs> Younger. I did. My dad actually has run his own auto body business for like 45 years, as long as I can remember. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah, he went to work every day, uh, you know, ran his own business, built his clientele in this small community in Carbon, which is close to Acme. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I saw that and I saw his work ethic and I, I saw, you know, him put in the effort. His is one of his. Yeah. He, and he I saw him go through a lot of adversity too. one of his shops burnt down and he had to go out on his own. He partnered with a business partner that didn't work out all some of the things that have happened to me you know mm-hmm. a partnership that didn't work out and different things right that you but yeah i saw it growing up i saw my dad be the entrepreneur you know and uh so maybe there was you something saw what there. it took maybe yeah well, i definitely easy. got his work ethic yeah. i definitely show up at my office every day even through covid just sometimes wasn't sure what to do exactly when covid when everything happened where but, is your office uh my home office oh, yeah okay yeah, I thought I thought you had like I was like, wait, do you have an office office no. that we don't know about? No, no, I just work from home. But I I used to pre-COVID, I met, I, you know, I would go to yeah. offices and present mm-hmm. in offices and meet realtors in their office or at coffee shops right. and stuff too. But now I'm doing everything on Zoom, presenting all over Canada now. It's so cool. Like that's and the silver lining. For have me, you been but, able to? You just mentioned that going yeah. all over Canada is. Yeah. has the lockdown and what happened with COVID. And yeah. now that it's taken freeing up your time from going to office offices and meeting people face to face and doing the drop-ins and all those things. Now yeah. you can't do that anymore. Is right. that that silver lining you're talking about where you're able to get, have more time and really pivot and say, you know what, I can probably reach more people for sure in more <clears throat> places with yeah. this technology and like how people are embracing. 100%. Yeah. So I've been able to do... Uh, you know, two presenta- two actual full presentations in a day in two separate offices, one in, one in Calgary, one in Toronto, and follow up with all of the agents that text me on Zoom, like follow up on my phone, then book them for Zoom calls. It's, it's extremely efficient. I, I presented at um, a Richard Robbins, uh, they had a virtual master's academy and presented at their event in December. And it was about a thousand agents or more on there. And I had about a hundred Zoom meetings in December back to back. <laughs> just wow. and I could never have done that. And and the profitability side is really cool too, because I don't have to fly, book hotels and right. you know, so it's it's really been this um I had to pivot. I had to I masterminded with with colleagues of mine throughout North America on how to do this in the first couple of months when COVID mm-hmm. hit, how to do this online when all of my presentations canceled, right? Like, and everything was going, (laughs) like, it was so uncertain, so scary. Um, But I learned how to do it. We, I guess, myself and a few colleagues learned how to do this, present what we present on Zoom. And I became a more adept speaker too this last year because I had to, like, keep my material really relevant. So I've been talking about repeat and referral and keeping in touch with your clients, deepening relationships during this time, like loving on your clients, whatever gift you're giving, but loving on your tribe, your VIPs, asking for referrals. Like I started asking for referrals again because I had stopped almost because I just 
you know, I just didn't need to ask. And mm-hmm. even now, like I've been asking my clients for referrals to offices to their managers mm-hmm. out uh, east to get connected. So how so, does that territory work? Like how many of how many Vonnies are there in Canada? And are you are you like only <laughs> one? Are you a, there's, <laughs> you know what I mean? I have a few. There's only colleagues. one Vonnie, but you know what I mean. Yeah, there's only one Vonnie. There's a few of us. You have to be approved to be a cuckold closing gift consultant. You have to have a certain commitment to the industry and commitment to the career and kind of tr- special training. So there's a few of us. So as long as you're you have permission to kind of. Um, go present at this office over here in Toronto or um, then, you know, if you have permission from your division manager kind of thing, it's good. And especially as long as you've been referred in kind of thing. So we, we really focus on working through referral. We don't Mm. have necessarily set territories at the same time. If I present at an office, that's considered kind of my office relationship. And as long as I maintain that relationship, um, so yeah, Cutco themselves—they're trying to navigate all this too. That's and, interesting. Why did? Yeah. Why have they never gone retail on it? Yeah, uh, for Cutco itself. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think because the direct sales, like the referral word of mouth model, has mm-hmm. worked so well, and I think if Cutco was sold in stores, it would be a thousand dollars more. Oh, like yeah. it would be a lot more expensive. Uh, so they kept with the being able to offer like the high end product at a lower. Not, it's not cheap, but it's lower than what it would be in, in right. stores. However, Cutco just got into Costco, the roadshow. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anyone has seen it. At I've Costco. seen it there. But on occasion, you'll see them there. But realtor gifts, you still have to go through a certified gift consultant because you get engraving, special products, pr- packaging, pricing, all that. It's very different for realtors mm-hmm. um, and business owners that we serve. But yeah, it's uh, more and more people are knowing mm-hmm. knowing the brand now. It's definitely spreading. Seems yeah. like more so lately than than before because I had a friend yeah. who bought us a Cutco knife like years and years and years ago. And you didn't know what it was. I was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> and I started using it. And I was like, and you cut oh, "It's pretty good." Just like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, oh, oh, this is not bad at all. Wow, it's really so, good. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> so that was then. Then that was even before us meeting. The, so yeah, before I brought you cookies. Yeah, yeah exactly. And tried to so. <laughs> get into the office. <laughs> that's what you were doing. <laughs> that's right. So yeah, all these funny. all these changes in this pivoting and yeah. and finding a new way to do business yeah. and uh, seeing that it's really increased your efficiency. Uh, do you think that that net result is greater than the you know that person to person and the net result that that brings and and if if so or how do you how do you plan to incorporate a balance when things return to normal? Because that that's kind of the question, right? Like when things kind of come back, how much of of this new way of generating business do you keep and incorporate? Such a good question. You know, it's funny, as much as I'm a business owner, I will I will never trade people for profit in a sense that I actually one of my favorite um and I'll get to the answer, like get to your question, but I'll come at it a little bit of a different way. One of my favorite things is people or profits, question mark. And the answer is yes. <laughs> I love that. But if it came down to it, I'm just a people. I My thing is, is I believe business is about relationships and, and I'm just building relationships. And so 
it's interesting. I see this as I miss the people interaction. Like even walking into your office today and seeing you guys, I I really did want to give each of you a hug. Like I am this person that just really likes that interaction. And that hopefully, and I don't think that'll ever go away. Like I think that'll come sure. back. And I, what's so cool about my opportunity right now, and I, I'm trying to relate this to realtors as I go, because I know that's your audience. But, you know, I love the new efficiencies. I love that, you know, that I could hop on Zoom to do a presentation for a Remax office out east. And hopefully in a year, maybe they'll be doing some semblance of a in-person slash virtual where the people that want to, realtors that want to sign on, you know, whatever, like maybe it'll be kind of a hybrid thing that mm -hmm. we're able to do. But what I get to have is because I've built my roots so deeply here in Calgary with my clients and my office managers and my partners here, uh, that'll never go away. So I can't wait until we are back to in-person meetings and events and I can high five people and like come in and oops, come in and just kind of, you know, I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, no, it does. It's I, I think I'm going to be able to have both. And I think realtors are going to be able to have both too. Some yeah. of those efficiencies of like that they've had to learn to pre-qualify people and only take out the, you know, uh, I know it's getting busy now, but take mm -hmm. out really the, the qualified buyers. I'm sure there's been efficiencies that they've recognized and they're mm -hmm. going to be able to have both, I think. Yeah, I think That's so. I mean, you, you think of situations where, you know, in the past that there's certain things that you just, you want to be face to face for, for sure. um, or you need to have a, an in-person conversation and yeah. that'll never go away. But now I, I think that it's not crazy to say, Hey, you know, to your clients, yeah. I'm going to send you a link for a Zoom meeting right. where the, you said that to, to the average person a year right. ago and they would have been like, what? Totally. Yeah, <laughs> we're going where, you know? Totally. So I, I think being able <laughs> to take some of that and, yeah. and use it when it's appropriate will, will be a, a benefit. But yeah, I mean, I, I think most people in our business would agree that, that you can never replace the face-to-face. -face. 100%. And I think it's probably, you know, a the people that are attracted to this business are also probably yeah. attracted to the social on some side level, like yeah. people, it is a people business more than it is yeah. anything else really. Right. So oh, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever, um, in the course of your career have thought, you know, I could use my skills to sell real estate. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, that's why you wanted me. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, turn the tables. I'm gonna, now I'm going to drink you. this uh, Hennessy. It's so funny. She's speaking, like, I'll put these knives away. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of persistence, I actually think I love working with realtors because and brokers because we get each other on some level. Of, I've had so many brokers actually be like, so uh, Bonnie. Um, and I actually take this as a huge compliment. Do you want to sell real estate? Um, you got, you got this persistence or positivity. People are sort of somehow attracted to that energy and whatever, but no, I will never, <laughs> never say never not, but I don't know. That's not a knock on wood thing, but yeah, I've never really thought about it for myself. I, I can't even imagine. Com I, I mean, you guys have so much that you have to. Uh, I don't know. You no, kill, like, you'd kill your knife business. I'd kill my knife business. You know what it is? I actually like supporting realtors. I just don't want to be one. I think uh, you guys are incredible what you do. It's uh, 
amazing all the things you got to juggle and and um you know from rika to you know being psychologists with your clients and probably a very many on very many levels and oh we've been everything to yeah everybody everything seems to everybody. like sometimes yeah i think but, it's uh, great it's amazing i admire i admire people that do it and do it well yeah i mean you've been at this for a very long time mm-hmm. what is other than the connection Okay. I, yeah. I know that, that the people <clears throat> side, the, people side, yeah. the um, growing your business side and all those things. Is there something like, do, do you recognize that there's something that has kept you in it for so long? Because, you know, you get these entrepreneurs, yeah. right? And yeah. they're changing careers like crazy. You know, mm-hmm. they build a business, they sell that business, they do something else. Um, we have realtors coming joining for start the business two years later yeah they're on ah, something, they're on to something else mm. um and then of course there are those fields that the few that that have stayed 20 30 50 years right, whatever sure. that they've been doing um <laughs> you know and you've been at this for a while yeah, is it do you find it like it was like i will i woke up one day and here <laughs> i am or is there something or is there something that you can kind of put your your finger on it that you know, outside of the relationships and the building and area and all that other stuff that kind of kept you in specifically knives. It's a very niche yeah, market. It is a really niche market. Maybe that's part of why I like it. It's, uh, you know, I'm not competing with 5,000 other knife people. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but uh, it's interesting because I, they're, leaders in this business for me have become mentors and Mm -hmm. friends and maybe through some of my toughest times they've Mm -hmm. been there for me Mm -hmm. and that's i'm probably i'm very loyal person i think it's one of my core values like just just loyalty i just you know and there there's definitely been times i like oh i wish this was easier Mm -hmm. we're hearing something hey but i wish this was easier and and i i'll be honest with you in 27 years I, there's been moments that if there was an easy way out, if I had my uncle who ran this company and I could just go over there at this point in this point in my career, that was especially challenging Mm -hmm. running my own business uh, for whatever reason, (laughs) maybe I would have (laughs) gone, but I didn't have that out. And so I, and I've never really, you know, I've had different times. Like I went to school for freelance writing I've taken different things. I've looked at, you know, at one point I was like, oh, maybe I should be a forensic, like forensic, whatever. And then I was like, no, that's silly. I mean, I've thought about different things, you know, as you do when you're in your 20s and 30s. I want to be like Grissom, CSI. And then I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. I'd have to go back to school for 12 years or whatever. But there's been times I've thought of other things, but for something something always kept me here Mm -hmm. and it wasn't always this super conscious like i am i am choosing this every day right but really in a sense when it comes down to either something there was a moment that something Mm -hmm. hit me especially like ah this is exactly where i'm supposed to be right now right or in especially challenging times i just kind of stayed and probably like a marriage in a way, like I never married Cutco in the sense I never did vows when I was 18 yeah. and went, I'm going to do this for 30 years, <laughs> never look back till death do us part. It's never been like that. But at the same time, it's sort of ended up to be like this long-term relationship where I do tend to, even through the hard times, tend to kind of choose it and keep choosing it. 
Right. And it's the greatness of it outweighs the the crap mm -hmm. that is inevitable in any sort of marketing or sales or running your own business. The stuff you go through, I I am not, uh, you know, I have adversity too, and I have challenges and stuff. But for some reason, I'm here. And I was reading Jan Arden's biography recently, and she was saying that because there was, it's weird that she has become what she's become, and it's kind of like. Um, it was almost maybe divinely got. I don't know why I'm still here doing what mm -hmm. I'm doing. It's like an arranged marriage. Yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, I chose it in the beginning, but it is cool to me to see. I'm so glad I stayed. Mm -hmm. I am so, now that I look back, I'm like, wow. And do I know for sure five years from now I'll be here? I know for sure that I will always want to serve my clients at the highest level. If I move on, I have such a large database that I will have to have. I will have right. incredible people in place mm -hmm. as I exit the business in 10 years, let's say, if I'm moving on even into retirement. Um, might I do something else? Maybe. But I am right now at this moment in my life, I look back, I'm like, wow, I'm really glad that even through some of those moments where I questioned it, mm -hmm. should I do this? Should I not? Should I keep going? Uh, should I sell knives when I'm 30? That's weird. Like all those <laughs> thoughts, somehow I stayed and people, the people in this business, the leadership, my colleagues, my clients have right. kept me here. There's something about it that's kept me here. It's always your network, who you know, and your surroundings that kind yeah. of dictates all that, hey? I think so. People, yeah, the people that keep you here mm -hmm. and the relationships, yeah, yeah. And happiness. Good question. Yeah, like yeah. If, you're, if you're happy, you're, you're doing always well. very happy yeah. when you come in. Really, I'm not yeah. always happy. I don't think I've ever. <laughs> you're always pretending. Well, that you know what? Maybe, now. maybe I. <laughs> maybe that's only when you come in. Is when you're like, yes, I'm gonna go meet some people, and you're super happy about it. But I think I'm happy. Yeah, I'm, you're a positive person. You're a very, mm. very sure. positive person. I'm happiest when I'm engaging with people on yeah. a authentic or good level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely have my days. You know definitely have my days doesn't everybody you know oh, everybody does even I'm, this morning i was like oh i just don't want to get on the talk to people i just don't want to get <laughs> i don't want to order this is fucking it podcast no no not what, you guys yeah. <laughs> yeah can i cancel again <laughs> the first time i actually a... legit wasn't feeling well and the second time i can't remember what happened uh, COVID. We had COVID a, happened. Yeah. no the second time we had a scheduling conflict oh yeah right all right yeah. okay third time's a charm yeah Mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah, you know, I'm not actually. And you didn't even know about our three strike rule. Oh, that... this was so going to be close. it. Close, yeah. yeah. Might have been it. No, I'm saying I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I did not feel like making calls this morning or talking to a bunch of people or whatever. But I, I you know what? I've been, actually, if I could share something for realtors that I learned is uh, even when I don't quote unquote feel like it reaching out proactively to my database mm -hmm. or checking in with my mm -hmm. office managers to book another meeting or whatever. Um, I definitely go to that place. How can I serve? Cause that always puts me in a better place than what can I get from you? How can I, how can I give, how can I give? But I've learned actually, I think through this being my own boss and doing phone calls, like we all do in sales or whatever your version of a phone call text, checking in with clients is if I make one or two, I'm usually good. Like mm -hmm. it's taking that baby step towards and that like that action precedes motivation. Mm -hmm. Not I think a lot of times people wait for motivation before they mm -hmm. take action. Yeah. I have really flipped it and I've learned how to that's a skill mm -hmm. to to take a little tiny bit of action and that creates the momentum. That's oh, definitely one it's, thing it's I'm kinda good like at. when you don't feel like yeah. getting on the treadmill. And you just go do it. Yeah. And then once you get going if you just say, okay, yeah, five minutes. Right. Follow. 
Yeah. <laughs> you fall off. <laughs> and then you fall Fuck off. Yeah. No, it's kind of like, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's I true. read that book, uh, The Five Second Rule. Yes. Oh, I've heard of it, yeah. yeah. It's pretty simple. They, like, it's a simple concept, ground. but it really works on that premise where... Yeah. <laughs> that's only when you drop something. It's uh, <laughs> when you wake up in the morning or when you want to do something or you didn't want to do something. Yeah. You just count backwards from, you know, from five. Yeah. And then just go and do it. Do it. So, right. like, for instance, that's if you're cool. getting up, you got your snooze button that you hit like 20 times. So, yeah. instead, of, instead of actually hitting it 20 times... You know, just count down from five and say, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up. And then you just actually do it. And it that right. takes that mini step. Right. No matter how tired step. you are, after you brush your teeth, get up, do right. your routine, you're fully awake and away yeah. you go. Yeah. So it's, it's like getting dressed in your workout gear but as just a baby yeah. step before you get on that freaking yeah. treadmill, right? So but that's so well, hard to do. just have a, a little bit of a coffee first. Yeah. I got my just workout gear. Just a shot of espresso. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm making my way there. After the baby step, it's like time to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm comfortable clothes. <laughs> I've had my routine. I'm going back to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know um, this one's going to be a short one because I know you got to go. Yeah. Right. Well, so, um, yeah. we got a little bit of time left. Me too. But, um, anything crazy you want to tell us? Yeah. A crazy yeah. story that nobody knows about you. Like, oh my gosh. I shouldn't tell that one, though. Yes, oh, yeah. You definitely well, should. That's exactly no, the one. No, I can't. Want. That's tell exactly that one. the one you want to tell. No, it's not. No. Yes, it is. Why did that is. pop into my head? Are we supposed to talk about referrals and all that? No, no, no. This that's is a, another time. That's, that's why we don't have yeah, uh, we preliminary <laughs> questions or an agenda we have to follow. We want to pull off the lid and we just see. have a conversation that yeah. things that like you've never. Something, yeah. Yeah. Well, By the let's way, hear that story. I, I will tell that story. I want to say to like, yes, I might come across. I'm quite maybe positive when I'm, but I do. I. I practice freaking gratitude. I have practiced, I've been through depression a couple times and I'm just saying this because like clinical depression a couple times in my life and have struggled with it throughout mm -hmm. mental health, like mm -hmm. throughout my entire life. And it's so funny that people look at me and they're like, you're so positive. Mm -hmm. I really actually work on that. <laughs> like I actually, I practice gratitude. I read books to try to keep myself in a good mindset and at the same time allow myself to feel all the stuff that I need to feel too. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't, you know, that's the stuff I feel behind the scenes probably a little bit more, yeah. but you know, I take things personally. I'm like anybody okay. else, you know, like I, yeah. it, but it is funny that some people are like, wow, you have such great energy. So positive. I'm like, well, you know, this morning I cried. You just didn't see that part, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I'm actually human, just like you. <laughs> But I do have to, it, I heard recently, you know, um, I heard recently one of this beautiful message on authentic leadership. This guy was saying that um, a doctor told him once that one of the best things, and take this with a grain of salt, one of the best things is to be diagnosed when you're younger with a chronic illness so that you have to actually deal with it every single day of your life because it, and he was talking about how he had to deal with depression every single day of his life since a certain point. Right. So it's kept him kind of on track with his exercise routine, um, mm -hmm. eating well, like meditating, mm -hmm. practicing gratitude. And I was like, I connected with that so deeply because I'm like, oh, that explains kind of why I do all the things that I do. Not to just keep me happy. Not, right. I'm not saying that, but just kind of keep myself like, you know, just on, yeah, yeah. on the level with that stuff. Yeah. 
But ah, oh, the story I can't tell you that one, so I have to think well, of another one. You know, the more you <laughs> say, no, really, the more guys, it's like, yes, I cannot. You okay, <laughs> so back in the day, I've never told this, especially on a podcast. This is not going to like. Nah, we have no audience. Like a couple hundred thousand listeners on average, okay. so that's, that's not much. <laughs> You're never gonna have me back in the office. <laughs> Okay, so back in the day, I did in-home presentations for Cutco, right? Mm -hmm. So I would call people up, they were referred, and I would go and they would have me over, you know, and some people would say, no, no, we're not into it, whatever, right? You get that rejection sometimes, even if you were referred. But a lot of people, when I called them, they were like, oh, you were referred by so-and-so, Jimmy, and whatever. Yep, come on over. Um, they said you were going to call. So you'd go, you'd have a great time, you'd show them the knives, you'd, you know, they'd offer you cognac at the end and you know saturday morning at 10 you're like why are you drinking cognac right now but okay um so you just have a good time right and maybe i would say a good percentage of people ended up buying cuckoo not mm -hmm. because you were pushy but because they mm -hmm. it was awesome right and some people didn't buy it wasn't in the budget whatever and so i uh i have colitis um <laughs> ever since i was a kid Mm -hmm. ulcerative colitis and so i've had bowel issues i'll just say this one last thing is at the end of this one presentation i was standing at the door and i suddenly realized i had to go to the bathroom right uh, like we're not we're talking go to the bathroom and this lady was telling me about her husband who had a heart attack something really deeply serious, meaningful yeah. to her yeah. super serious cut i couldn't yeah. cut off yeah. i cannot can we cut this can did we, that become like, shitty it did. I I didn't I didn't know what to do. I couldn't, you know, this young kid, I'm not gonna cut her off. I'm like, and all I can think of in my head is I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And so I just kind of went to the bathroom right there. Just, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> went to the bathroom in my pants. And uh it was the worst, worst thing ever. And uh yeah. I left the house and I went home. And it was, I a, it was a pretty shitty drive home. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. wicked. And now I'm never going to be a podcast guest for anything. Oh, no, that'll get that. you that, more in. Oh, well, look how more red invites. I am. Like, you guys, that just got you more invites. We're all red now. But, you know what? But I, that's the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, but she never <laughs> suspected that. <laughs> oh, man. Is she still a customer? <laughs> She's still in your database? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't even think she bought that. <laughs> so She's like, I got to cut that one off. <laughs> and actually, a less horrible story is um, the first year I did selling um, or doing Cutco demos, I didn't have a car. I mm -hmm. was I would bus. I would bus all around the city wow. with my little knife kit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was minus 30 or minus 20. It was super cold. And the first winter I did this and I was busting around and I got the directions wrong. I went to the wrong end of the city and I was walking around on the streets with my, I was not properly dressed. I had my bag of knives with me and trying to find this address, realized suddenly I was in the wrong end of the city mm -hmm. and there was no cell phones. Like we mm -hmm. didn't even have anything back then like that. So I just, I knocked on somebody's door and somebody people's doors until somebody opened the door and i said can i use your phone and warm up like yeah i went to the wrong end of the city there's this lady at the door with a bag yeah. of knives yeah a bag of knives i thought right? it was gonna be another shitty can i come in use your phone and, and your bathroom and i so see i mean most people would have quit right there i don't know i stayed yeah. they would have sometimes when they have those days <laughs> not you, your first story but your second story <laughs> or uh, your first story you're like no you just quit. you're like nah the first one i think people get it like the, they get over that yeah. you know what i mean but the second the one the second one where you're like 
it's too cold. I don't have a car. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm done here. I'm on the wrong city. I'm done here. Like, I was gonna quit. I was gonna quit eleven times that first year. I, I, I've counted. I don't know. Stayed somehow. (laughs) Came out the better end. I think so. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, Vani, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for your time. Thanks for interviewing me. And that's uh, that was a fun conversation. We learned a few things, and you know what? That's the that's that's why we do these things because we want to learn more about the person behind. You know what we what we have usual usual dealings with, and that's yeah. usually cut call and stuff. So, yeah. so anyway, thank you so much. Oh, that was thank you. a pleasure. Really appreciate it. Thanks. It's great to get to know you guys a bit better too. Yeah. I wish I could turn this around right now and start asking. <laughs> you guys have, have great questions too. Thank you. I do really appreciate being given the floor. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, until next time. Thank you. Peace. Cheers. Bye.